Let's say you start a freelance marketplace like Upwork for Pakistan, but soon discover that the market for such services is trending more towards a frictionless experience. You have a choice to make. Either you stay the course, build a new feature that's baked into your current product, or build something entirely new. My guest in today's podcast did just that, built a new product using feedback from freelancers. In this episode of the Missile Podcast, my guest is Azaz Nayyar, co-founder and CEO of Linkstar. During our conversation, he talks about how him and his team built a new product based on feedback that they got from freelancers, switched from a marketplace model to more SaaS-based model, and where does he see himself in the next five years? Let's listen in. Welcome to the Missile Podcast, Azad. How are you? I'm good, Zayed. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, thanks for joining. And uh, I know it's kind of late, but congratulations. You recently, not recently, but a few weeks back, raised funding. So that's that's all great. I would love to hear more about that. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and what problem you're solving with Linkstar. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. I, I know we've had, uh, uh, it took a few times to, to get the calendars in sync. But uh, happy to be here. And uh, yeah, so, um, you know, Linkstar actually uh, started off as an instant landing page for freelancers and influencers. And uh, the concept was that uh, we wanted to be able to, uh, to give freelancers and influencers and creators the opportunity to sell services directly to their customers, right? Via social media integration, so you have your own landing page, you go and put it in your Instagram, LinkedIn bio, uh, your your LinkedIn, uh, where you can add your website, WhatsApp, and so on, right? And uh, that's how we started off. And uh, uh, how we wanted to differentiate was that ultimately we wanted to help the top percentage uh, of our link stars find business as well from my platform. That's kind of um, uh, how we started off. And the reason we started this off, actually, the backstory for this is that uh, previously um, we had founded a freelance marketplace in Pakistan called Savvy. So uh, Savvy, we launched that in 2021, uh, Jan of 2021. That was a, a marketplace for vetted freelancers. And um, uh, we actually scaled that to six-digit dollar revenues. That was completely bootstrapped. And uh, um, uh, during that journey, we actually learned a lot. So um, actually what ended up happening was that we had pre-vetted freelancers, right? So we had a whole mechanism in place for vetting them. And what we used to see was that there was a lot of chatting going on on the platform, but the conversions were lower. But how we were actually successful was where there was a bigger project like an app or so, and people contacted us directly. And we kind of, uh, because we had the freelancers on the platform, so we had a, an account manager who used to manage the team with the freelancers and kind of get the work done. That was how we were kind of most successful. And we ended up working uh, with uh, companies in uh, 15 countries, uh, some big names. We worked with Swivel, we worked with Reckit, you know, uh, Dettol, uh, lots of Ilara Health, which is an African health tech startup, a, a lot across the board, right? However, we uh, kind of realized that this wasn't something that was particularly scalable. Or, or investable. Um, and so, uh, and we came upon research which indicated that 87% of freelance work was actually happening outside of freelance marketplaces, right? So that's why social media, via referrals, via personal networks, and so on. So, you know, we were like, there is a big share of the pie over there, right? And uh, uh, we were like, how can we kind of capture this? How can we provide value to the freelancers and influencers to actually sell? Uh, outside of these marketplaces. 
because with our experience as well, we used to see that a lot of times with the chatting, people would be like, okay, yeah, this is great. It was a point of discovery. And after that, they wanted to take it outside the platform, right? Uh, for, for whatever reason, in Pakistan, particularly, people are more comfortable just picking up the phone and calling rather than, you know, uh, talking on chat and so on. So uh, lots of reasons for that. But uh, that's where we kind of got the concept for Linkstar to enable uh, these freelancers and influencers to actually, well, they started off as freelancers, we added influencers later, but to sell their services directly to their customers. And, but this time around, we were like, uh, you know, um, we're not going to bootstrap this this time. So, so let's go and, uh, and raise some funds for this. And uh, we were very fortunate. I think it, it was our second call uh, or third call. And we actually ended up raising funding from K3 Diversity Ventures. So K3 uh, are a group of investors based out of Canada and, uh, and uh, US. And they are uh, Pakistani, ex-Pakistani nationals now settled there. And um, uh, they have some very notable investments, including SpaceX as well. And so having them on board, uh, one of their, um, you know, one of their uh, members was actually a general manager at LinkedIn. And he kind of validated uh, that a lot of freelance work was happening outside of, you know, marketplaces. So getting that validation and on your second or third call was, uh, was, was massive for us, right? And it, it kind of set up the momentum to, to uh, carry on from there. And, uh, then we ended up uh, raising some money from Sarmayakar uh, via their operating angel network. Um, so that kind of gave us the, uh, the, the leverage to actually upgrade our team a bit because um, with Savvy, the reason why we didn't just kind of continue uh, or kind of modify the product within Savvy was because of uh, the architecture of the platform. Obviously, since we were bootstrapping, it was not of the highest caliber. And uh, we felt like taking a fresh start with uh, you know, fresh engineers uh, was probably going to be more fruitful with a, uh, with a fresh brand name. So that's how we kind of uh, created Linkstar. Um, and uh, so funny thing over there, by the way, uh, 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 all three of us, the co-founders, so me, uh, Adil, and Ali, we're all childhood friends. So Adil and I go back uh, 15 years. We were in school together. And uh, you know, I, the first time I went to his house was probably in like 2008. So it wasn't just like I knew them, but actively, uh, you know, visiting each other's houses and so on. So, so I, I talk about it used to go and, you know, uh, back in the day, play PlayStation. And years later, in the same lounge, we kind of came up with a business and started off. So, you know, uh, one, of those, one of those nice stories. Uh, and Ali was our friend from A-Levels. And Ali and I, in fact, actually shared the same birthday. So that's how we had actually, uh, that was our first interaction. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, so three of us just kind of, yeah, three of us actually just uh, got together. Uh, we started off at Savvy and uh, uh, it was, it was a, at the time it was a leap of faith for me because uh, I was working at Daraz and uh, which is uh, the number one e-commerce platform in Pakistan uh, owned by Alibaba. And uh I launched this uh, uh, this regional department, uh, which is now known as Daraz Advertising Solutions. Back in the day, it was very vaguely titled Private Traffic. And what this department actually did was it used to get it used to leverage Daraz's data points to get uh, customized ads in partnership with Facebook and Google uh, delivered to you know um, buyers of brands such as uh, Unilever and Samsung and so on to help increase their conversion. Right, and send better quality traffic to their Daraz stores. And so we launched that in, in five countries uh, where Daraz is, which is Sri Lanka, Myanmar, Nepal, Bangladesh, 
and um, uh, that was a great experience. And uh, when I started off uh, with Savvy, actually, it came about as a result of uh, working with a lot of agencies during my time at Taraz, noticing you know several inefficiencies in that process. Right, so it was uh, usually that you know sometimes the designer was. You know, I had to get a campaign live and the designer was busy or, you know, uh, there were delays coming in from the agency side. And I was just like, I had actually successfully freelanced uh, during my time at uh, at Lumps at university. So I, I was very aware of the freelance kind of culture. And I was like, you know what, if these guys can just get in freelancers, maybe they could speed this execution up. So that was the initial kind of uh, reason why we started off with Savvy in the first place. And uh, uh, and later on, uh, with Linkstar, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we started off as a landing page, but we had this vision to kind of help the top percentage of our Linkstars find work. So we actually kicked that process off in, in June of this year, and uh, we decided this time to go in with a specific niche. So uh, the niche that we targeted for businesses is is marketing. So for, for businesses, how we position ourselves is, you know, uh, the one-stop shop for your marketing solutions uh, with Linkstar having a vetted network of freelance marketing professionals and influencers uh, with experience as some of the top brands, startups, and agencies, right? And uh, this actually, again, came about by solving our own problems. So uh, we were trying to find an agency for marketing Linkstar. And we, the whole process, so when we started off by finding an agency, you know, we went out, put some posts up on LinkedIn and uh, asked around and immediately we were inundated with lots of, uh, you know, comments and inboxes and, and, and pitch decks and proposals and so on, right? So it was like we had to kind of go through all those and then set up calls and then within the calls, people were like, okay, fine, we'll get back to you with a pitch in two weeks and some of them never showed up after that and so on. So it was a very, uh, the whole process ultimately took us about a month to lock in agency. And within a month, we kind of saw that this is not working out. So we have to find another one now. So that process again started. And again, we were like, you know, ultimately what started, what ended up happening was that from within our Linkstar talent pool, we found someone who was working at a very good agency, which was way out of our budget. And uh, we kind of just got him on board to start running performance marketing campaigns for us. And this was uh, well within our budget. Like, you know, uh, if we went with the agency and getting this guy, it was a 10x differential. So we were like, you know what, this actually solved our problem. And we, uh, we can get, you know, good quality talent in the same price point that maybe a lower tier agency would offer us uh, without that same quality. So, and this worked for us to solve our problem. So maybe, you know, this is one area which we can focus on. So we went and started asking around. We uh, talked with over 50 companies uh, of various sizes, and uh, we found that almost 83% of them had experienced similar issues to what we'd faced previously with agencies. And so we thought that, okay, you know what? Uh, this is this is a niche because uh, we didn't want to go too broad uh, initially. Uh, you know, we and we thought about it. We're like, okay, you know, if someone thinks design, uh, Behance or Triple come to mind already. Uh, you know, for developers, there's stuff like Turing.com. But when you think of marketing, if you think of uh, an aggregator or one platform, which can kind of solve all these needs, at least in Pakistan, there was nothing top of mind uh, coming in. So we saw a gap there and we saw a need for it as well. And that's why we decided to uh, go in with that. And um, from June to August, we've now worked with uh, over 100 companies, uh, providing them with solutions. So uh, we actually are able to provide we are able to create a freelance agency for them, essentially a cloud agency within 48 hours. 
with the USP being that uh, uh, if you are an e-commerce brand selling you know, fashion clothes, we can find you relevant people with experience who have previously sold you know, um, clothes in fashion and so on. And these are all people with experience that at the same price point, you would not be able to get if you went to an agency, right? And uh, that was kind of the premise of how we started off. And uh, so far, it's been going well. Uh, we've been getting, you know, 100% month-on-month growth uh, from July to August. And, and yeah, uh, so that's that's what we've been up to. So you and Ali share the same birthday. I share uh, my birthday with my son. Like, we were born on the same day. Anyways, so when you went from Savvy to Linkstar, uh, so you mentioned that you, you know, you did some research and you realized that, you know, a lot of people are doing, like, you know, people want to talk to other people and maybe they're doing a lot of work outside of, you know, these uh, freelancing platforms. So how did you come about, like, how did you figure this out? Like, you know, what was that aha moment that you had where you said, you know what, this is what's happening and I think we should be, you know, capitalizing on it. It all came about through our own experiences, right? Um, so we used to notice uh, the traffic coming onto the platform and chatting. Um, however, we also used to see them, um, you know, so we had communication restrictions in place, right? But people are smart. They can bypass them. There's only so much you can do. So uh, it's exactly right. So, so uh, and what we kind of saw was uh, people just kind of wanted to uh, have this ease for themselves, right? Uh, they maybe, although we even launched voice recordings as well, right? So that people could just send a voice message as well. But again, this requires a marketplace of that size requires a lot of burn. And we were bootstrapping at the time. And uh, um we actually, so this is very interesting, actually, most people think that, you know, we're competing with maybe Fiverr or Upwork, and those are, you know, behemoths in the in the, in the industry. But actually, um, the size of the freelance market goes into trillions of dollars, right? And uh, Fiverr and Upwork combined, uh, I mean, uh, their market capitalization is under 10 billion. And for context, 1 trillion is 1,000 billion, right? And uh, their revenues, I think Fiverr's, upper, uh, Fiverr's revenue for the last year was around $300 million or so. So actually, despite them being massive names, uh, there's a lot more going on in the freelance space beyond just uh, the, the major players that we hear of, right? And that is the work that is actually happening outside of these platforms, right? So uh, we did a quick survey as well about with freelancers. We found that how do you find your work? And, you know, referrals and personal networks and social media were things that kept up coming repeatedly. And we saw a trend that was emerging of people actually leveraging social media. So now if I'm a graphic designer, I make my own Instagram page and uh, I post my projects over there. I talk about them on LinkedIn. So those discovery channels were being tapped and we saw those increasing uh, with the newer generation coming in as well, uh, which is obviously more social media savvy than previous generation as well. So that's that's kind of it was it was a lot of uh, kind of uh, moments that led up to us uh, coming to this conclusion that yeah uh, this is definitely a space where we can try it out and of course you put out a product and let's see what the response is so uh, within the first three months we had ten thousand signups uh, on on Linkstar just for the landing page without any mention that we're going to help you guys get business right it was just for the landing page which people wanted to use to put their portfolio put their services. Uh, we had payment integrations as well, right? So just the value addition there 
uh, was enough to validate that use case for us. Before, of course, when you were working with Savvy, you were uh, you were basically a middleman uh, and taking a cut between whatever you know the you know the customer wanted to pay for the freelancer and all that stuff, right? But now, what I see from the website is you are going after a more SaaS based subscription model where the freelancer is the one who is paying you for certain you know features so that f- free of course anyone can sign up and it's free uh, the you know, the basic tier is free but if they want payments and all that stuff you they have to pay a sub- certain subscription fee so was there uh, a, a deliberate uh, you know pricing thing that you did where you're like you know what this is the pricing you want to go for did you ask freelancers uh, the question that will they be willing to pay or was this something that you just thought that you know you would try it out and see if it works so uh, <laughs> that's a very interesting question actually uh, so of course we we did ask uh, however uh, most uh, you know most research would indicate that asking people is uh, oftentimes not the best way uh, because people will say yes but ultimately in practice they, they might not end up doing that that's usually a very common kind of uh, uh, challenge that you face in research so so the best thing to do is kind of put out something put something out there and see how it goes right so so yeah uh, we, it was a combination of both things we did ask people however we took all the interviews with a grain of salt with the kind of uh, guiding principle be once we put it out let's see what the traction is then right however just to add on um, that monetization stream is uh, on the on the freelance side However, on the business side as well, we have uh, different monetization streams there as well, right? So over there, for example, we are we're doing a, a couple of things. So one is that if you're looking for uh, you know freelance talent and um, you don't know where to go, where to look, and what we are promising you is that we can find you you know the perfect fit for you, for your company, right? And uh, so we can charge a one-time matching fee for that, right? For just providing you with that freelancer. However. If you kind of want, uh, if you want maybe a team of three to four freelancers and you don't want to manage that all yourself, you want a managed solution. So we provide that for you as well as part of a managed solution where we give you an account manager as well. This is obviously, uh, there's a certain spend uh, threshold for that. So uh, that those are the ways that we're monetizing with the business. And yes, uh, we do have uh, something in the works for, for a SaaS model for the, for the business, uh, for the businesses as well, right? So, so yeah, so different things going on on that front as well. It's a two-way uh, monetization going on. One interesting thing that I uh, saw on the website was the pricing. In in the pricing table, there was like a lifetime, uh, you know, uh, package too for $45. I think that's a steal for $45. But like, have you had like interest in like people saying, you know what, this is like a great deal. I know for in Pakistani rupees, it's 10,000 rupees. But like, you know, still it's, I, I personally think it's a steal given that, you know, uh, in the future, anyone who signs up for that will have like a permanent page, which they can use. It's it's basically you're providing free hosting for life, right? That's what you're providing. So I think that's a great deal. So was that like a decision just to see if anyone will, you know, uh, purchase it? Or was this, that was that decision also like deliberate in the sense that you, you're like, you know what, I we think this will work. A lot of... Uh... A lot of the way we kind of go about these things is experimentation. So uh, we don't think, uh, we can't guarantee that if something will work, right? But our belief is that put it out there, see what the response is, uh, uh, see what, you know, so basically whenever we start something, we try to measure it with what does success look like, right? So if, for example, in this case, success looked like, okay, we're launching this in Pakistan. By the way, we just kind of put this out uh, last week, I believe, the, the lifetime deal. 
Uh, yeah, so it's a very recent thing. And uh, so we tried to put it out there and uh, to see what response we would get from the Pakistani community. Internationally, we had a pretty fair idea because we studied the pricing of competitors and we had a fair idea that this might be uh, a good deal. Um, however, we haven't launched it internationally yet. We're just trying it out over here locally first. So we've actually had uh, a couple of people purchase it already. Uh, it's not, uh, again, it was just something to see if uh, what the response would be like. However, we do feel that the best response would come uh, from abroad. So we're just getting uh, our international uh, payment gateway ready. So we are, uh, we've signed an MOU recently with Bank Alfala. Um, so we're, we're, in, uh, we're getting a lot of kind of financial services figured out with them. And uh, soon we should have that ready so that we can kind of start marketing, the, especially the international package abroad and see what the response is like. I know your official title is uh, the CEO and your previous background, your background is basically in marketing. So uh, who's dealing with the technical side of things? Are you developing in-house or is it outsourced? All right. So I'll tell you a little bit about our team. Um, so when we started off, it was just me and Adil in his lounge. Uh, and this is back in our savvy days. And we kind of uh, initially just hired interns. So we went through a very painful journey, right? And the reason I mentioned that is because it actually ties into our uh, our mentality today, right? So we just kind of hired interns initially, tried to get some work done, uh, got a platform there. But of course, it was, uh, it was terrible in terms of, you know, bugs and, and so on. And uh, made some hiring mistakes along the way. So both of us were non-technical founders. Adil's background is in finance. So he studied from the UK, uh, worked for a few years at Santander, which is Europe's uh, fourth largest bank. And uh, then uh, he came back home. He had, some fa- he had a family business uh, in FMCG and chemicals, which he launched a few new brands and so on. So, uh, so that was his background. And my background, of course, was uh, I studied economics. Uh, I worked at Daraz, digital marketing, sales, uh, that kind of stuff. And um, and Ali, our third co-founder, comes from an agency background. So he was actually working at an agency. He was managing accounts for Emar and Engro, and uh, he was managing influencer campaigns, a lot of that stuff. So he was pretty deep into that world. So those were our personal backgrounds. And uh, Ali is our uh, chief operating officer. And uh, he actually, he, had, he also had experience with building uh, uh, tech products. So with Savvy, we actually managed to build two apps for two funded startups. Uh, and we, we did that. And so Ali was leading that. So the, the tech experience, all three of us did our own courses. Uh, so we, we took these online courses to get our basics and fundamentals sorted out. And, uh, but our key decision was to always keep it in-house. Uh, because we felt like what we were building was something which was not, we didn't want it to be cookie cutter. We wanted there to be a lot of research involved and we wanted the sync to be there in a way that we, we felt like it it needed to be in-house. It wasn't less that, you know, this is something that's been done in India. Just go and copy it and, you know, replicate it over here. A lot of it was coming out of our own insight and we felt like having a proper product team and a tech team, it was very important. So our tech lead today is from, uh, he's from Oracle. Uh, and uh, very, very, uh, very sharp guy. And we have a team, a total team of around 35 people uh, today. Uh, so this is spread out across uh, across product and, and tech and, uh, you know, marketing, design. Um, and uh, we have very, we have now, so June onwards, we've actually really got the proper team together. So we have uh, multiple people from Daraz, uh, we have people from Snunu, which is uh, you know a UE-based uh, delivery startup. 
Uh, we have, uh, you know, like I mentioned, Oracle. Then we have some people from agency backgrounds as well. We got a good, you know, kind of mix. We have an in-house influencer actually. Uh, you know, she started off as a blogger and she's grown her following now as well. So, uh, so now the team has really kind of come together. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, we've tried to keep things in-house and use freelance talent to support us where necessary. So in design, we often, uh, you know, engage freelance talent. Uh, our marketing, still our performance marketing is handled by someone working at an agency, a very good agency. And uh, and so we kind of plug and play wherever wherever necessary. I mean, of course, like you, you are time tested, uh, you know, you know, you you have done a few things in your life that you have experimented a lot, right? So during all this experimentation that you have done, like, have you fa- faced a challenge that was like, you know, something that you were like, you know what, if we can solve this, we can, you know, do a lot of things. And what was that challenge like? That's a, that's a great question. I mean, um, look, it's been, it's been challenges galore, uh, like in this, in this kind of, in this kind of, you know, you choose this life, right? Uh, and uh, you have to be a little bit, uh, you have to be a little bit crazy to choose this life, to be very honest, right? People think that you, you go and do a startup for the money or whatever, but there are much easier ways to make money, right? Uh, people make money in a lot of different ways. So you have to have some kind of, you know, a little, you have to be a little wacky <laughs> to kind of get into this. It's not the most rational thing to do. With that being said, uh, in our case, so I had actually uh, freelanced myself during my university days, like I mentioned, and uh, I, I was pretty successful with it. Uh, I actually went to watch the World Cup in 2018, for the Football World Cup, uh, went to see Ronaldo playing live and all that. And I did that all through the earnings that I had made uh, via freelance during my university days. So I had got the taste of of living life on your own terms, in a way, right, uh, Of uh, with that freedom and what uh, uh, what you can do on your own time, right? So, uh, so that was already there as a formative experience, you could say. And I always was the sort of person, even at the at the companies that I worked at. So my first job was as a management trainee at House of Habib. So House of Habib is basically uh, one of the biggest conglomerates in Pakistan. So Indus Motor Company, which makes all your Toyota vehicles, and Habib Metropolitan Bank, and uh, you know they have Thal Limited, which makes all the car parts in Pakistan. So they have 10, 12 different companies under their umbrella. So I went there and I went in a, in a relatively struggling company over there, which was, uh, you know, in their uh, paper sack division, which was selling paper bags. It just set up this new plant to sell paper bags. And uh, when I got in that, this was, uh, like I said, very, uh, it was a struggling company at the time. And this new division, which was selling paper bags for, for, for fashion uh, brands, had just started off and they had terrible sales. They had like sold 9,000 bags in, you know, December of 2017 when I came in. And at the same time, the next year we sold 900,000 bags, right? So it was a, it was a journey. It was a, it was, and that really within uh, a company, which was very old school, I got to have a very startup like experience, right? Within that, I built up a whole new vertical and so on. So, uh, that kind of, that flavor really set me up because that I built a new brand for them as well, right? So I, I did the, I did the logo, I did the new designs for the bags, I went to the factory to get them produced, I went to the distributor, I got a distributor on board in multiple cities, right? So all of that, that holistic experience, I guess, was always there where I, I never wanted to kind of just, uh, if I'm in HR, then it's just HR for me. I was always curious about how is the whole company kind of functioning? How, what makes this company tick? You know, what's going on in sales? What's going on in finance? And how are they all linked together, right? 
And that's kind of what served me well when I went for my next job at the Raz, because again, I had to launch a, a fresh department. Uh, and uh, we did that, launched it in five countries. So all that experience, I think the, uh, despite my, I was very fortunate, I guess, I don't think that it was all by, by design. Something of it was also luck. So solving those challenges at that time, uh, and you know, because when you when you come in and there's nothing, some people prefer to go in a well-oiled machine, right? Where everything is already set up. But my preference was always that I go in somewhere where I can make a huge impact, right? There's nothing there. And when I leave, there is something built there. That's what I always wanted to do. And that kind of motivation continued even in the startup world, um, where, for example, uh, we saw that, you know, uh, there was no real uh, avenue to get freelance talent within Pakistan. That's why we started off at Savvy. And then... Uh, uh, we realized that Savvy wasn't the most investable thing uh, because investors typically, when they look at freelance marketplaces, uh, of course, they look at the margins over there and they look at uh, the burn that's required and it's not the most attractive value proposition. So we had to find something that was more scalable eh? and something that actually solved a problem. Now, interestingly, uh, I don't know if you've heard about it or not, uh, Google actually launched this platform after we launched Linkstar. Google actually trialed this product out called Kaya in the United States. So that's actually uh, a storefront for, for creators as well, for digital creators, where they can actually go and put up uh, all their own services and kind of sell uh, their services over there. So we saw that there is, uh, if Google is doing something in this space, then there's definitely uh, value over there, right? So, um, so those kind of validations over there and our own experiences, right? Because we saw we didn't like communication restrictions. We didn't like we we wanted to be able to you know integrate people into our normal workflow. So whenever we wanted to get a freelancer on board to work with us, we preferred if we can just kind of add them to the particular if it's a WhatsApp group or a Slack channel or whatever, right? Or or have a call like I'm, I'm doing with you or or whatever, right? And sometimes you just it's easier to integrate them into your own kind of uh, process flow rather than creating a completely separate process flow where you have to uh, get your whole team involved, right? Which is a little more, uh, you could say, it requires more effort in your part. So those were the kind of factors that just came into it. It was just kind of solving our own problems. And again, uh, with the vision being that we just kind of wanted to help people. Uh, Adil and I are both, oh, and even Ali, we're all salespeople at heart. And we, we, we kind of, uh, the thrill of going and making a sale uh, is something that we uh, we love and we kind of, you know, uh, want more and more people to experience on their own terms, right? So with Linkstar, we felt like it could actually help uh, these people uh, get better conversions. Uh, if, you know, you come up with something, you're commenting on a Facebook group that, okay, I'm available and some other person is actually putting in a Linkstar, which already has their, their pricing and their packages and their services and their contact details and social proofs and all of that, right? So that actually helps that person convert that sale. So that's the kind of initial uh, thought process that was there, just help people sell, right? And then uh, obviously the best people that were within that, uh, we can actually further help them by matching them with businesses that are again looking for their services. So, so yeah, I mean, it's been challenges along the way, uh, but I think the intrinsic drive was just to always, uh, was to create something you could say, which is larger, larger than, larger than me, larger than us, you know, something which, uh, which can uh, kind of uh, have some sort of legacy. And it's interesting because uh, during the time with Savvy, uh, where we are kind of, uh, like I mentioned, we were... Uh, we were we weren't doing something with scalable. It was making us money, sure, 
but it wasn't something that was scalable. And my wife was actually like, you know what, this isn't why you started off. You know, you started off to build something grander. Right now, you're 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 essentially an agency yourself. So so that was the kind of thing I was like, yeah, man, you're you know you're right. I, I need to do something which which is uh, bigger and can solve more problems for more people. So yeah, no, that's that's a little bit there about that. One thing I usually ask my guests uh, is basically like you know when you start something, when you try to solve a problem, there are certain assumptions that you already have. Like you know, this is how it will work, or this is what will happen if I do A, B will happen. If I do B, C will happen. What were some of the assumptions that were tested where you 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 thought something would happen, but it was completely opposite? Um. So actually, uh, that's a great question. And starting off, sometimes you you kind of tend to do things haphazardly. Sometimes, for example, when you have a smaller team, uh, sometimes you make the mistake of thinking that, okay, if I think this, then other people might think this too. And uh, the key over there is to just fail fast, right? The key over there is to put something out there and get the feedback and not get uh, married to this idea that was in your head, right? So, uh, for example, one of the assumptions that we had was uh, that people wanted uh, to have their own payment gateway, right? And this is something that we assume, you know, why why wouldn't people want to have their own payment gateway? And so we kind of uh, we kind of uh, integrated the payment gateway and gave it to people. However, initially we saw that we weren't getting too much, uh, you know, traction on it. So we were like, you know, why why is this not happening? We assume that you know we talked to people and they said they wanted it. Why is it not happening now? And so you kind of uh, then you go back into it and then you then you talk to people again. And now you see, okay, so the process flow is not very user-friendly, right? So what's actually happening is that instead of uh, being able to integrate it directly from the platform, they have to go and download the app for the banking provider and sign up over there and then come back to the platform and there's no link which is linking it directly and so on, right? So then you say, okay, fine. So we have to create a better user experience, right? So then you create a better user experience and then you see, did we have an uplift in the conversions uh, of people using this platform, right? Uh, or people using this particular uh, feature. So if you did, great. If you didn't, you talk again, you iterate and you continue until you achieve uh, what the metric was that you uh, set for success looking like. And that's the case with uh, with everything. So when we started off, for example, we kept a metric for completion. Um, so obviously someone comes in, they're building, making a landing page, but someone might just put their name and not do anything beyond that. Other people might make a whole thing, you know, so there are different things. So you have to have criteria set. So uh, we set those in and, you know, initially we saw that the completion rate was low. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we thought, how can we kind of solve this? And um, can we do that by increasing features? Maybe maybe the features aren't attractive enough. But uh, what it actually was, was that <clears throat> in some cases, the site was slow, right? So we had to improve the, the speed of the site, for example. Uh, that was one learning that we got and we tried it out and we saw, okay, there's an uptick coming here. Then there was another learning that maybe we have to add a tutorial in there, in that so that when people come into the builder, they don't get confused. There's a guide which is showing them, okay, you go here, you go here, you go here. And then you keep on measuring how your new kind of feature impacted uh, the metric that you were tracking. So so that's that's how we kind of uh, uh, proceed with it. It's a very, uh, well, it's become a lot more analytical and data-driven. Took some time to get there. Obviously, you have to kind of uh, uh, get people to think a certain way. 
but once once you kind of do that, once you get uh, a few successes under your belt for a problem that you were you know started off at let's say ten percent, and today it's you know twenty percent. So that gives the team confidence as well to continue. Uh, solving the little challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis. Sounds good. Sounds good. So my last question to you is about like, where do you see yourself? Like, you know, within like five years, ten years, like, what's your north star metric? What is your definition, or what is your idea of success for Linkstar? That's a wow. No, that's a great question. So for us, uh, you know, this is something that I uh, I recently spoke about with someone else as well, who was asking me that you know, are we uh, are you going to be the fiber of Pakistan? And so. And I was like, you know what? I I want to be the first link star. Uh, we don't want to be the next Fiverr or or the next Upwork or so on. We want to be the first link star. And uh, our our metric actually is is seeing how many lives we can actually impact, right? And uh, our actual goal is to help 10 million people sell on their own terms. And when I say on their own terms, what I mean is that they actually are able to. Um, set up their landing page, right? And utilize and leverage social media and build their personal brand to actually go and sell um, on their own terms, right? Without having the communication restrictions there, without having to depend on just a freelance marketplace where they get contacted by someone, right? Because like I mentioned, we're, we're salespeople ourselves, right? We know the importance of setting up different kind of sales channels and we see a trend coming in now of, uh, of more and more people acknowledging that and recognizing that and leveraging different channels right so we actually see the uh, we actually see the and especially by the way an interesting point although it's a little diverging from your question but in pakistan especially right uh, in fiscal year 22 we had 400 million dollars worth of of revenue uh, via freelance and that's an extremely low number for a country which has you know a median age of 22 23 um, uh, it's, it's extremely low. It can be way higher. And the reason for that is that we claim to have maybe, you know, 4 million freelancers or so, but the level of quality and the level of services that we're selling are, uh, it's not up to the mark to compete at international level, right? Uh, so education, right? Education and being able to actually refine and package yourself and, and sell your own personal brand to someone, right? It's all about that credibility and trust that you have to build. Why do you, why does Zayed want to work with me, right? So that's something where we feel like, especially in Pakistan, we can really help uh, the freelance community, right? And even internationally as well. Internationally, obviously, the concept of having your own personal website, for example, is way more common and widely accepted. And we see this uh, becoming more and more and more common uh, in the next uh, five years or so, right? So we think that today, if two people out of 10 have their own personal website, tomorrow it's going to be, you know, five or six. Uh, that's where we're aiming towards, right? And everyone, like we're seeing with remote work, uh, more and more people now have time to actually have a side hustle or uh, work on the side. And especially in Pakistan, when I mentioned that we, we're actually seeing a trend now of uh, people who are working at, like I said, good startups, good brands, good agencies, uh, with inflation cutting into their incomes, uh, they are able to actually, uh, uh, we are actually able to help them make up that amount that they were losing, right? By providing them with clientele ourselves as well, and by encouraging them to go out there and put themselves out there on LinkedIn and on Instagram and so on. So we're seeing a trend there, and we want to be part of that kind of, uh, you could say, revolution that's uh, that's currently taking place uh, for the future of work and for the future of uh, of being able to sell your own work and your services 
on your own terms. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very common for people like, you know, people who have a little bit of following to like have a, that, you know, link in bio or like there's a link tree page and all that stuff. So it's very common, like people I know who don't sell anything that they don't even like, they have absolutely zero presence on social media in the sense that they have like 100, 200 followers. Even they have like a page which basically links to their LinkedIn or their Twitter or their Facebook. So almost everyone here at least has this understanding that, hey, if someone wants to reach you, make it easy for them to reach you. And especially people who are selling a service for them, it's like it's a no brainer, right? They need to make it easy and as frictionless as possible to you know basically sell the services so anyone who comes in and provides them that solution where they can sell anything they want to and make it easy for them i think uh, that's a winning product so that's great thank you so much uh, for being on the misal podcast it was lovely talking to you and learning more about linkstar and i wish you all the best thank you so much Zayed. Uh, it was a pleasure and uh, best of luck with uh, the missile podcast you guys are doing a great job thank you thanks for listening to the missile podcast i hope you enjoyed the podcast and will thank me by writing a review or sharing it on social media make sure you follow and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode thanks again see you soon